Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. Welcome back to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. This is your host, Danny Laurel, and I got out to a state park. I'm pretty excited about that (laughs) because that state park is two and a half hours away from my house. But I was dedicated. I got a reservation. I was able to, well, I know what days I have off, so... I knew when I was going to be able to go, but I was excited that there were spots open for day use only. Um, I'm, I mean, I didn't bother looking for camping because I wasn't going to be camping, but I had never been before. It was a first time visit for me to visit Garner State Park. And I got to say, it was, a, it was a lot more spread out than I thought it was going to be in my head. I just didn't realize how big of a state park that was. Not so much, I I don't know as far as acreage goes, but there's just a lot of components to that state park. And when I got there, um, I didn't realize it had a headquarters that was separate from some of the other shops. And I've I've been to state parks that are like that, Palo Duro's like that, where you kind of check in, but you drive a little bit. And that was the case at Garner State Park. So I go and I, I didn't see the booth. You don't see the booth right up front. You see one at the beginning, but that was closed. So I parked and then I walked in and it was kind of like a bank all of a sudden. There were all these tellers, <laughs> I felt like, and it said, you know, day use, go check in to the, 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 the day use area. So I was like, okay. So I was just kind of looking around, looking at some of the, the trinkets and goodies around there. And I turned around and this lady's kind of waving me over and I just walk in and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just using, I'm just here for day use. And she's like, oh, okay, well you do that outside in the check-in station. I was like, no, I mean, I know that, that you called me over to talk to you so i thought you had something important so a little bit of a mix-up and then so i got in my car and um saw a truck kind of driving around the parking lot and so i was like well i'll just follow that guy but it um he didn't have a reservation it sounded like he was kind of jibber jabbering with the the lady that was checking us in so um you know i wasn't trying to eavesdrop it he was he was talking kind of loudly and so I go in and, and, and I'm driving around. I've got my map in one hand and I'm driving on the other hand. And and uh, yeah, there, there was a lot going on. I, I definitely found where I needed to be. Finding some of the trailheads was kind of interesting because the main trailhead for Old Baldy is kind of in the big camping area that's there. And I had parked in a few different spots looking for it. And I was also trying to go to a couple gift shops as well. But I got it. I got everything I needed. I got a new pen. I got a new fridge magnet. They didn't have the stickers that I wanted in the size I wanted because I'm kind of picky, even though they just go in a sticker bag. But 
I got all my souvenirs and I got all the hikes that I wanted to do for the most part. Obviously, I did the main one, which you'll hear about in this episode, which was uh, Old Baldy. Uh, I didn't get to fish, so that was kind of a bummer. I do have a full post recap that will be available on the website. And then I'm working on the YouTube video, uh, little hiker, hiker recap that you can check out, um, on YouTube. Uh, you, you'll, I'll have all of that information posted on the Facebook page as well. I'm all over. If you can't find the Texas trailhead on online, then you're not looking hard enough. I've got a few things running kind of at the same time. Um, they're all serve different purposes. The podcast is kind of my favorite thing to do, but YouTube is becoming my second favorite. I really enjoy learning how to edit video and uh, sharing the hiking experience with y'all. Um, if y'all have any ideas of what you want to see or what kind of style, I can try to implement that. I'm, I mean, I'm making videos that I want to make that I would like to watch, so... If anyone else enjoys them, that's a bonus. But I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm not super closed off to feedback. So if y'all have any ideas of what y'all want to look at in any of these hiking recaps, then uh, hit me up. You can find me at info at thetexastrailhead.com. That's how you can sign up for a newsletter on the website as well. I'll add you if you hit me up on the, on the electronic mail uh, but yeah, uh, Garner State Park was fun. I really liked it. I hope you get some good information out of this week's episode. And I got to say, at the end of the video that I'm editing, and I talked about it a little bit, but at the CCC Pavilion, the Civilian Conservation Corps Pavilion, they have like kind of like a dance floor. It's what it's known for. But right now they're not doing the the, the, the nighttime dancing but one of the cool things they do have is a jukebox that's operational in the afternoon. So I had sat there. It's a nice, like, stonework little area. It's really cool. I had sat there to eat some lunch and just kind of catch my breath. And all of a sudden, I hear all this music blaring. And I, at the time, I didn't realize there was a jukebox. I learned that, of course. Well, I, I just thought somebody had, put, to be honest, I just thought that somebody just turned on music. And then it was later that I realized that there was a jukebox there. But this family had, um, or I guess the dad had put in some some quarters or whatever and started the music. And and it was just neat. You know, there was me, myself, and then a couple other people sitting around. And then this family just got up and started dancing. And it was just it was just very pleasant to see. It was the, the husband and wife and then the two kids were kind of dancing separately. And then each of the parents grabbed one of the kiddos and they were dancing too. It just... You know, I, I grew up, well, I, in high school, I lived in South Texas, and in high school, on the weekends, we went to uh, Mexico, over, we went over the border to, to go to Mexico to uh, to dance. We only danced, yeah, nothing else, nothing else involved with that, we just went to go dance at the clubs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, that's my story. Um, but the, the, the culture in the valley, you know, we are we just like to dance. And then you, you kind of see that, too, in kind of the in the country and Western, the the cowboy culture, like dancing is kind of a part of our lives. And 
it was just really neat to be in, in the hill country and then hearing the music and then just seeing the family um just daily. i don't know it, it was a nice moment to witness and just kind of have a break from hiking and 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 whatnot it it was it was just really cool so if if you ever go to garner look for the jukebox see if you can put some quarters in and and share a moment with your friend or a loved one um but y'all know the classic song about that frio river that goes through there at garner state park so if you know the words sing along but it's it goes a little something like this I remember that old Frio River where I learned to swim. But it brings to mind another time where I wore my welcome thin. And y'all can finish the words. Enjoy this week's episode, Garner State Park. If you like what you hear, stay tuned to the very end of the episode to learn how you can contribute to keep these podcasts going. Enjoy! Stay tuned for more after the break. I claim to live in the Texas Hill Country, but let me tell you, it isn't until you head west from San Antonio that you really learn what that means. The elevation goes from flat ranch land to ranch land with ever-increasing hills in the background. The view driving into Enchanted Rock State Natural Area is similar, but... That's in a more central location. All of the hills and stuff are all together. Driving into areas like Tarpley, Utopia, and Vanderpool, the land rises around you as you drive into a part of Texas that really feels like a rad state just north of New Mexico. There are other amazing state parks in the area, too. Hill Country State Natural Area and Los Maples, those are both worth the drive if you're looking for a nice change in scenery from wherever you live. But on this particular visit, I spoke with a couple that were going to check out Los Maples because they were already in the vicinity and they figured, why not? Just a quick note, if you're planning on visiting any of these state parks, just know that cell service is non-existent for most users. Print out or download any maps you'll need to get home if your car is not equipped with satellite navigation. Totally serious. I've been to all three of these parks that I just mentioned, and service is really, really bad. So don't rely on it to get around, especially if you're using your phone out on the trails. Now, camping at Garner State Park is actually pretty intense, There are going to be about eight different camping areas that will all have a variety of camping styles from RVs with full hookups to tents. But the more impressive part of Gardner State Park, in my opinion, is really the two different shelter options. You're going to have screen shelters and cabins. And for the most part, the price ranges from about $15 a night for just the tent spots to up to $150 with a two-night minimum, and that's going to be for the cabins. The screen shelters are going to be about $35 a night, and then for the most part, the RV sites with um, 20 to 30 on some, and then 50 
or up until 50 amps um, on some of the other RV sites. Those are going to be all about in the in the $20 ranges. So the the camping map for Garner State Park is actually kind of hilarious. It reminds me of some of the menus I see at local diners. It has all the useful info on one side and then all of these ads and coupons on the other side. But like I said, there there is a ton of camping for 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 anyone that's visiting this place. And from what I reckon, the cabins here go amazingly quick. And you can pick a cabin with or without a fireplace. So that's pretty cool too. And then from what I saw when I was hiking around, a lot of the screen shelters are actually fairly close to the river. So plan ahead, especially if you're going to be there during the spring and summer. But for a cabin to have a fireplace, imagine just being out in the hill country in, in the wintertime and being able to just have your fire. Because a lot of the cabins, too, don't really allow tents on the outside of their cabins. Screen shelters, they do. When I was walking around, there were a lot of screen shelters that had tents and and hammocks kind of around um, the the structures. But, um, yeah, like I said, they're they're... They go really, really quickly. So even right now, I think it's still three months out for the most part. If you're thinking about going to Garner State Park and you want to check out the cabins, make sure you reserve them pretty far in advance. There are multiple convenience shops and gift shops at Garner State Park. And the Pecan Grove and Oakmont camping areas seem to be where all the action is. Here's where you're going to find the CCC Pavilion you're going to see some mini golf, the Garner Grill, and a candy shop. So that's pretty cool. But there are a few different, there's a store that's just, like I said, really just a convenience store. So you can get just some snacks and some sodas and some ice, but it's also kind of a tackle shop. And then there are two different gift shops. There's one smaller one that I learned is closed on Tuesdays because that's when I was there. It was on a Tuesday. But the other one, which is the main one, is going to be at the um, CCC Pavilion. And that's a pretty big one. And they have all the t-shirts and stickers and magnets and whatnot. But they also have a bunch of just other knickknacks that you can purchase to add to your campsite gaming and whatnot. Fun for Fun for the entire family. The trees in this section cover the roads. And it really feels like summer camp. Everyone's just walking around and enjoying the view in this particular section where the camping's at. But from the parking lot, you can see old Baldy smiling at you from above. If you're wanting to have river access, definitely look for the Pecan Grove, Oakmont, and river crossing camping areas. These places have direct access to the water. But in general, everything is fairly easy to get to. The Persimmon Hill campsite is going to be farthest away from everything if you're looking for something a little bit more spread out, a little bit more from everything else. In terms of hiking, I got to say the trail map read a lot like a Jackson Pollock painting. There were just different colors kind of all over the place. And I really, really didn't know where to start after old baldy because obviously or maybe not obviously but that's that's really the big draw at garner state park and i'll get to gar and uh, i'll get to old baldy in a second but ranging from easy to challenging the trails at garner state park offer something for all experience levels in total there are 20 trails so that's a lot 
And then the last time I was there, I was able to knock out three of the trails and a fun walkway. So you're going to have some shorties like the old Baldy Trail, which believe it or not is really short. Um, the old horse trails, less than half a mile. Um, you're going to have Bridges Trail and Crystal Cave Trail. Those are about 0.62 miles. And then you're going to have some longer trails. You're going to have the Foshi Trail, which is 1.66 miles. You're going to have the Ash Juniper Trail, which is two and a half miles. And then you're going to have the longest one at Garner State Park, the Frio Canyon Trail. And that's almost three miles. Um, and that one's actually rated as an easy trail. So it's pretty flat. It's just it kind of goes around the northern part of the park. Um, so definitely something for everyone. There are three challenging trails. Old Baldy's a challenging trail. The Crystal Cave Trail is pretty challenging. And then the Bridges Trail is also pretty challenging. So um, if you're looking for something that is going to be a little bit more adventurous, and a lot of that also kind of relates to mountain biking. There are a couple trails that are actually just for hiking, and that's going to be one of the um, the Blinn River Trail, I know, is just a, a, a straight-up hiking trail. But I totally us- underestimated how many miles there were at Garner State Park. I really just went for Old Baldy. But once I was here, I really wanted to do more. I, I don't always look at the trail maps in totality before I visit, because I, I do like to be surprised. But when I got here, I was, uh, was, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do today. But in addition to the 10 main trails, the trail map also has a few trails that aren't on the trail list. You have the Wilkes Trail, Old CCC Trail, White Rock Cave Trail, and a few others that, for whatever reason, aren't on the actual listing, but they are on the trail map. The walkway I was talking about, it's the Madrone Walkway, and it lets visitors access the north to south and vice versa sections of the park without walking on the road. It's actually not allowed. So that's why they made this walking path. And it it cuts through what I feel like are some of the prettiest parts of the park and where a lot of the campsites and gift shops are. And it also parallels that Blinn River Trail, which you can access from the CCC Pavilion. The Blinn River Trail is right along the Frio River, and you can access the water at a few points along the way. The pristine water conditions here are a sight to see. The Frio River is so clear and so pretty, but make sure you make it enjoyable for everyone else by taking only memories. But I hope if you're listening to this, you know, you know how it goes. The old entrance road trail was a last minute decision after I sucked down some honey stinger organic gels. I was actually walking back to my car when I decided I could put my thighs through just a little bit more suffering for the day. And as the name implies, it's the uh, original entrance road built by the CCC. Once the park became more popular, the entrance was rerouted to the northern part of the park where it is now. And that was really just to alleviate the the traffic. I mean, imagine a a park as popular as Gardner State Park. Um, Just if if you've been, you kind of know what I'm talking about. If not, just it's the the original entrance is really just kind of off the main road. And if people are trying to get in, it would definitely back up. It kind of like how it is at Enchanted Rock on the weekends. You're just there on the side of the road waiting for your turn to get in. 
On the original entrance trail, there is a scenic overlook about halfway up the hill that gives you views of the Frio Canyon. But overall, there isn't much on the trail until you get to the end. The cool thing about the end is the stonework left by the CCC. And if you're not familiar with the CCC, it's the Civilian Conservation Corps. It's one of my favorite things that I like to visit at different state parks. But the CCC wall that they built for the entrance is still there at the the gate i guess and you can definitely see it from a few spots as it marks the gates that are now blocked off i mean it's blocked off by a chain but still if you're new to the hill country this trail does give you some amazing plant life featuring lovely flowers great oak and mesquite trees and of course plenty of birds flying above the vast hill country all right So the reason why I went, like I said, was the old Baldy Trail. And I just got to say, when you get here, do your stretches. Hopefully you listened to my previous episode with Dr. Sonia Lucas, who gave us some great tips on how to prepare for different lengths of hikes. But I really, really think you should go back and listen and kind of learn how to prepare because... While it's no means a landmark elevation point for Texas, it's a a little bit over 1,800 feet of elevation, but 1,800 feet of elevation in 0.53 miles represents a very quick upward trajectory. And as opposed to the climbs at Hill Country State Natural Area, the way up smacks you right in the face, or legs rather, right after you walk through the trailhead sign. The rocks turn into a stone staircase, and your first opportunity at flatland to catch your breath is about 45 yards up. I was in disbelief as the wind was knocked out of me from the beginning. I definitely had to just take a moment <laughs> and, and rethink my pace, because I, I tend to hike a little quick, no matter kind of the terrain I'm on. So slowing it down taking it one step at a time was the obvious way to go. Have you, have y'all ever been to Enchanted Rock State Natural Area? Well, you know, and if you haven't, get ready. There is a false summit that gets new visitors every time. You can turn around and see people's faces go from joy to dismay in the matter of seconds. Once they realize, they look up that they're halfway up Enchanted Rock. And it wasn't so dramatic on Old Baldy, but the first scenic view, albeit remarkable, lets you know that you still have a ways to go. Trekking poles are highly recommended on this trail. The rocks can get a little steep, and a good pole will help you balance your weight going up, but certainly for coming back down. And I've got a full recap on tricking poles on the website and in a previous episode. Just know there are plenty of resting points, spectacular views all around, so definitely don't rush it. Along the way, you'll also see yellow trailblazes, shaped like footprints, actually, and those are going to help you along the way. It's so easy to get turned around on this trail, so look for those markers to help guide you. The summit is announced by a pile of rocks with a United States flag waving as to greet you at the end of your hike. It's a fairly flat peak that circles around the flag, offering 360-degree views. So take a moment to enjoy your 
maybe your first peak of Texas as you're working your way up to Guadalupe. It is a pretty open space up there. But yeah, you walk up and you see the big pile of rocks. It's literally a big pile of rocks. But then the flag is right there on top. And then if you kind of keep walking around on the circle, you'll see the um, elevation marker on a tree there for you that you could also, you know, plop down and eat a snack and sit in some nice breeze and in some nice shade. So enjoy it. It was a lot of work and it wasn't a lot of miles, but it's still, you know, something that you should really be proud of. Now, just know going downhill is a bit tricky. So try and stay on the path as best as you can, because if you don't, you'll quickly start making your way down boulders that are much larger than you remember. Leaping down from mini cliffs, so to speak, with your legs shaking to hold up your body with each step down. All of that, only to realize you're escaping from a trail made from water runoff. Only then realized, (laughs) after walking past a sign that says, Caution, keep out. And that is what happened with me. I thought I was going the right way and I was going the right way about halfway and then just kept thinking to myself, golly, I don't remember climbing up rocks this high. Surely I would have remembered having to leap up to the next level, but, you know, I I felt good. I, I, I was going down and that's kind of the only way to get off of it. And I knew there was other trails kind of next to me there, you know, looking back, I, I wasn't really seeing the the trail blazes and I, I should have been looking for that, but I was just happy that I made it to the top and was ready to get down. And, you know, I'm making my way through trees and I look up and I see the cabins, which is what you'll see at the trailhead, but I wasn't seeing the same cabin and I wasn't seeing the little overhanging sign. And then I saw the sign on the ground, which wasn't there when I was going up. And then I walked past it, turned around, and there it was. Caution. Keep out. So don't make that mistake. Definitely stay on the path because going down here, there are sections where the rock gets a little slippery. And if you're not watching your step, you can definitely slide down fairly quickly. There are sections where it is big, chunky step rocks. But yeah, On the way up, take a moment, enjoy the Frio River that you're going to see below. It's beautiful, even at the end of summer, very green. And the water is super clear, super blue, even from 1,800 feet. So take your time with it. Enjoy it. It is definitely a lovely scenic overlook. So should you visit Garner State Park? The answer is, yeah, yes, you should. Plenty to see and do. Garner State Park is really built as a top tourist destination. Not just for spending time out on the trails. They've really done a lot to give this a resort feel to it, kind of like Inks Lake. With all of the accommodations for spending the night, the park has built into it great conveniences to stay away. And when things are back on track, you can cut some rug on one of Texas's oldest dance floors or just drop some quarters in the jukebox. That was my visit recap to Garner State Park. I hope you make it out there. And if you do, let me know. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page. So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.